all, welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your host, as always, Arsenio, and today I'm bringing you today, I'm bringing you today, today, I'm bringing you today, push and pull communication. But before we get into that, let's get into product briefings, right? So again, are you one of those people that have to attend product briefings or training sessions? And are these sessions valuable? I'm saying this because I see a lot of seminars and workshops and things that get done, not only in Thailand, but around the world. And I think a lot of it is just senseless. It's unrelatable. And there's nothing actionable from it. Now, again, like a product briefing, such as what Apple does, they were talking about, what is it? Some kind of lens thing. So it could be very good for people who are like interior designers or engineers who are trying to put things together. Um, but I'm like, okay, but what does that mean for your actual consumers? You're only, that's only contributory to a very, 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 very small percent of the population that is your, uh, you know, your consumer base. So come on, you have to come up. Like, how does this benefit me? So when you're doing a launch, when you're doing product briefings, it is absolutely essential to figure out what is the value that people are going to get from it, right? So it's kind of like my Black Friday sell. I said, okay, from this time to this time, you guys have the ability to, uh, you know, buy five-hour packages, you get this many free hours. Ten-hour packages, you get this many free hours because it was a Black Friday event. And then on Christmas Day, it's going to be a 24-hour uh, special also. So, again, I hurry up and list the benefits. But, again, if we look at the commonality or the commonalities of problems at such sessions, or, like, if I were to give you guys a nice rundown of something that I would be launching, but I didn't have all the details – that could be an issue. So again, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but if we look at product, um, you know, product briefings, we have to ask a lot of questions behind, okay, what am I actually getting from this? Or a training session. Remember, I think I had spoken about it before, but there was a guy who uh, taught SAT at an old job out here in Thailand, probably about four years ago. This is when, of course, I was the number one go-to guy in all training sessions, both corporate and in-house. Uh, even when I were to go to different companies and you know go there and ask the right questions, I would always solidify these companies, depending on how far the companies were, because again, they're more predisposed to a different type of skin color. We already know that out here in Thailand. But again, you know, you bring this guy along, going back to that old job that I was at. He does a training session at my language center, and he talks to us not from a perspective that, hey, you're going to learn to teach this exact way. No, he says, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, you know, what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to go through everything as if you're a student. And I'm like, God, dude, hey, bro, excuse me. Hello, hello. I forgot his name. But I was like, do you understand that we are not students? We're all teachers. You should be here teaching us how to teach this. This training session was the biggest waste of 70 minutes of my life and a complete waste of an evening because I got nothing from it. You know, there was a guy that taught IELTS, as a matter of fact. This is when I was just coming into the game about five years ago. Uh, four, no, five to six years ago. And 
this guy apparently he was like the best because he taught some of these students to you know to get a 5.5 and it was amazing it was this it was that i was like dude to get a 5.5 you don't have to do much to get a 5.5 no offense okay overall all right so again we're kind of you guys are kind of raving this guy up to be the greatest thing on the planet but to be honest with you i mean he really isn't uh, much because here he is again teaching us a couple of methods but we weren't able to take anything from it. So he's like, okay, let's go over this reading section. Okay, now, you know, run your right, uh, your, your right finger or run your pen over it and, you know, don't go back, go forward, go this. I'm like, oh my God, like in terms of what I do with my reading videos, if you guys have heard and listened to my IELTS reading podcast and watch my videos, guys, a completely different perspective. A big waste of time. Now, if he, if he believed that that was actually really good and that training session for him, fantastic. But you need to teach us how to teach it. I got nothing from that session. So this is why it's very, very important. People, it's kind of like when you read a book. When you read a book, after you finish a book, you want to be able to take something away from it. This is why I love my personal development books. Brendan Bouchard's uh, High Performance Habits this is why I love, um, you know, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People, The Eighth Habit, The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey, uh, Napoleon Hill's Law of Success, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, uh, How to Win and Influence People, all these different books. I don't, I not only take something from the book, but every single page has a gift and a golden nugget in it. And in these training sessions, when you give product briefings or whatever, they have to be able to go away with an enlightenment to be able to say, you know what, I'm feeling really good about this. I have some follow-up questions. I'm excited. I've learned something today. But if they walk away and they get nothing, it's over. It's over, people. All right? So, again, think of the ways that you can actually change different product briefing and training in your organization. And what we're going to do right now, there are a couple of questions, okay? Those questions, that template is obviously available on the Arsenio, what is it? The, the business badge, okay? Arsenio, well, what is it? The Arsenio's business English badge on my Patreon, which is in the link in the description. So if you want to go over some of those, again, let me know. Inquire today about that. But nonetheless, what we're going to listen to is a prototype of a new pro home washing machine system, okay? And it was developed by, of course, this lady by the name of Kara, and she's introducing it to the cell staff. So again, we're going to listen, and then we're going to listen to a second version of the meeting, okay? But first, we're going to listen to the initial. Then I'm going to tell you guys about the push and pull communication, and then we're going to listen to the second meeting and see how one person applies this type of communication to change the focus of the meeting. So with that being said, I'm going to make sure I screen share this because sometimes I have epic fails with screen sharing. And with that being oh my God, I already said with that being said, let's get into this, people. Dicks. So we've updated the washing programs and the new model will have 15 preset functions. These range from a basic quick wash to an improved eco-wash function. Why do you always do this? What do you mean, James? I've told you so many times. My customers don't care about all these complicated presets. They always just use one button. Why can't we just have a big green go button? Then we can really sell usability. That's what customers want. 
I understand that's what you think they want, James, but our research shows that only a minority of customers want fewer functions. In fact, although they might not use all of them, they like the extra functionality. That's not true. It's just not true. All my customers complain when I show them these really complicated machines. My markets want simplicity. And it is simple, James. There's a big green go button, just like you want, and customers who want more functionality have other options too. We have other markets to think about, and they want more functionality, James. I don't know why I bother coming to these meetings. <laughs> you know what's crazy, people? Listening to that, oh my God, so many memories come rushing back. This is a guy who simply, it's all about me, 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 me. Just imagine if he's one of 10 cells in there and the other nine cells are looking at him like, uh, actually all our customers, nine out of 10, want more functionalities. But you, you're not opening your mind to the fact that, and again, he got louder and louder and louder. Now, she was very open at the beginning. She was like, what do you mean, James? But at the end, she became more stronger. Her voice changed, right? And then he's like, I don't know. What in Thailand, we call that a minute loon. This is a grumpy old man. I'm sorry. No offense to my old people out there. I'm just giving you guys some assistance here because when you're not open-minded and you think me, 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 think you have to look at it from a different lens, a different perspective. And again, for him to be that angry about customers who are apparently upset about extra functionalities, I think it goes much deeper. It's not about the washing machine. It's not about the, the customers. It's not about anything. It's about him. This is about him, 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 and wanting to go to meetings. So what we have here and what I'm going to introduce to you guys is the push and pull communication. So in an argument, we usually try to push our point of view on the other person. This is James. However, don't forget that they have a point of view too. If it's different from yours, they'll push back and what's the result? You just go round in circles. This is exactly what you guys just heard. And everyone gets angry and nothing gets resolved. So is there another way? Of course, next time you disagree with someone, why not try pulling them towards you? Ask questions that encourage them to reevaluate their position and think about your position in a different light. See, with persistence and that careful questioning, man, you'll be surprised how the argument can change in, from like an argument into a productive, collaborative exchange. So with that being said, I'm going to show you guys what this whole push and pull communication is in regards to the recording that we have just heard. Track seven. Here we go. So we've updated the washing programs and the new model will have 15 preset functions. These range from a basic quick wash to an improved eco-wash function. Sorry, Kira? Yes, James? Well, thanks for the update. I think, in general, the new model looks really good. I do have one or two concerns, though. OK. Well, I have to say that 15 presets seems quite a lot. Aren't you a bit worried that some customers will find it overcomplicated? I know what you mean. 
We know you were concerned that customers in your markets might find it too complicated, so we've tried to simplify the functions as much as possible. OK, that's good. But wouldn't it be better to focus on usability rather than functions? What do you mean? Well, all our competitors have presets, but nobody says you can use the product straight out of the box. Do we want to do exactly the same as them? How do you mean? Well, I see in the instructions that you can just press the green button and the machine does a standard wash. That's a unique feature. Shouldn't we make more of this? I agree with James that simplicity is a key benefit. Can't we make more of that, Kira? Yes. Can't we lead with that on page one of the instructions? Then we can include the other features for those that want them. I think that's a good idea. OK, I think we can do that. Let's talk about that in more detail. And there you go, asking the questions. He followed it up at the very beginning. He said, OK, you know what? This is very exciting, da 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 da, da but I have a couple of concerns. So the first concern was this. And he said, OK, he agreed with her. And then he followed up with a rounded question in regards to that. And she said, how do you mean? OK, enlighten me. And then he went more and more into detail in regards to it, you know, having that kind of usability feature, right? And so, again, people, this is how you can actually attract a lot of people. Because if you look at it from the perspective that when you open up the instructions to this box, to this washing machine, and it says, press the button and go you're going to attract 10 out of 10. However, some people are gonna be like, oh, that sounds very simple, right? This could make up to, I don't know, 10 to 40% of that population of those customers. And then you said, but wait, there's more. If you don't like the simple function, there are 14 other features such as this, 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 goes into detail. And then that's how you pull in the rest of the 10 to 40% out there who might want extra features rather than the click, you know, press the button and go. But nonetheless, this push and pull communication, again, it allowed, it, what he, the questions he was asking her, it allowed her to reevaluate. And then not only that, the others came into the conversation. They didn't come into the conversation, of course, when James was over there spouting out her all this crazy aggression. But when he looked at it from a, a completely different vantage point, they offered their opinion. Another guy offered her their his opinion. And then she said, okay, well, this is a pretty good overwhelming majority. Let's look into this. Let's go more into details. Now, again, me, I'm looking at it from the perspective like, okay, well, to be honest with you, oh man, how is she going to change the functions and whatnot? She's not the one that actually makes the washing machine, the factories do. Now, maybe she's in control. Maybe she's the CEO and she's the last one that has to say how many buttons and this and that. Or maybe it's all about just having that collaborative effort to come up with a very good pamphlet in regards to the instructions, okay, of how to implement everything. And there it is. And he looked at it from another perspective, their competitors. Their competitors always do this. Okay, what if we do this? And maybe we could do this. You, you see what I mean? Just offering different things. So now the next phase, she was like, okay, so let's get into this. What they could do after that is they could go more into detail. 
Okay. All right, James, come on up here. Show me exactly what you're talking about. All right, because what they're going to look at, they're going to look at the box. They're not going to see anything on the box. Now, if you believe that having the usability, okay, let's compare the box to the, the, the competitors. Now, when they open the box, this should be a pamphlet. On the pamphlet, how should it look? Okay, show me exactly what you think. Okay, let's look at marketing. Marketing, what do you think by this? You see what I mean? Go step by step by step by step. That's how you get things done. And that was a better way of communicating by asking better questions. Rather than just looking at it from my, 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 my. Got it, guys? So with that being said, welcome to Push and Pull Communications. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please like, share, rate me in the Apple Podcast Store. If you guys want the questions and everything else on my Business English Podcast badge, as well as coaching hours, with the free hour that you get, let me know and I'll be waiting for all your responses. I'm your host as always. You better stay tuned for more over and out.